Hello, everybody out there in the interweb world. This is Infinite Spaghetti, Episode 9. We have a special guest all the way from Austin, Texas. Intro. This is Infinite Spaghetti, a guided tour of the cosplay and creative archives with your host, Ethan Minsker. Part of the Project Nerd Podcast Network. Graphic novel thing I've been reading. Thumbs, Sean Lewis, Hayden uh, Sherman. It's this is a really great graphic novel. It's a complete story. It's not like you have to get other episodes, or at least I think it's a one complete story because it does have a finite ending there. It's basically about technology, those opposing technology, those pro-technology, and all of the weird and violent ways it can take you down. Artwork is amazing. Really like a big fan of it. So if you're looking for a new graphic novel, I highly suggest you... Pick this one up, thumbs. I have no affiliation with the publisher, which is Image, and don't know the writers or anything. It's just something I picked up at my local bookstore. Did not order online. Support your local bookstore. And this is what I'm suggesting this week. All right, let's bring on our special guest. Hello. Hi, it's Minataris. I'm from Austin and I'm a Twitch streamer slash YouTuber. I occasionally cosplay. Um, I'm a really big metalhead, all about music and stuff like that too. I don't play any instruments, but I do really like music and I could talk about it all day if I wanted to. Anything horror related? I'm a huge fan of baby metal. They are a Japanese kawaii metal band. So really like Flesh God Apocalypse, which they're kind of the reason I came up with my name Minataris. I really like Kane Hill, Sworn In, Spy I have a friend who's a singer for a metal band in Brazil, Derek Separatora. That's like a big Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, Separatora. A doorman at one of the bars I used to hang out here, here in the East Village. And then at one point he was like, yeah, I'm, I got, I'm auditioning for a band in Brazil, Separatora. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of huge, isn't it? And you're like, yeah, they're like <laughs> gods of Brazil. And he got in the band yeah. and... As soon as you said metal band from Brazil, I immediately thought Sepultura. Yeah, they're, they're huge. You want to hear my other metal story? Yes. At the bar I used to work at, one of the managers used to run a venue out in Colorado. Sometimes he'd have to pick up the musicians. And he had like a like a Ford Gremlin, like King Diamond was playing. So he had to go pick King Diamond up and drive him around. And I guess if you know the stories of King Diamond, it's like no one's ever to see him without his makeup. So he had the makeup on the whole time. And that if anybody touches him, they become immortal. So apparently the whole time, like King Diamond is just like driving around Colorado, like looking for anybody who's going to come leap out at him and try to touch mm -hmm. him to become immortal. And so it kind of made him like a shell-shocked human being. I feel like a lot of the bands I listen to um, wear lots of makeup. So, uh, But you're saying that you used to work at a bar, so I used to work at a music venue here in Austin. Uh, come and take it live. I heard of one called the uh, Emos. Okay, we're at the same shopping center as Emos. Fuck Emos which was like a band that I used to play emos, got banned from emos. And then they said like, okay, we're going to name our band fuck emos. And then they became somewhat popular in Austin and then they would play emos. So there's emos live of fuck emos from what I heard. That is really cool. And it's very like punk rock to get banned from a venue. I feel like <laughs> I'm so awkward guys. Okay. That's like one thing I'm really awkward, but like, I just kind of roll with we it. We embrace the awkardness. Bring we it on. We do. We do. <laughs> 
Uh, but anyways, Little Nightmares 2 is probably my favorite game. Um, I just I played Outlast for the first time recently. Oh my god, y'all. That game gave me so much anxiety that I didn't touch a horror game for like two months. I've also played... Uh, I, I like to play a lot of Phasmophobia. Um, I will be playing some Dead by Daylight tomorrow uh, with some friends as like a halfway to Halloween kind of stream. So do like a lot of horror content. Um, some other games I've played outside of horror. I've played Catherine, which kind of falls in line with horror a little bit. I don't know. It's like psychological romance thriller. But yeah, so that's a little bit of kind of like the games that I've played on my streams. It's kind of like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I have another YouTube channel that I do with my friend. It's uh, it's called Amaranthy Productions, and we cover all sorts of topics uh, related to pop culture. Uh, we kind of got our channel started a few years ago by watching The Walking Dead and reviewing every single episode when the seasons would come out and we're airing. And that's kind of how we got our start. And then we started segueing into like reaction videos and diving more into horror because my friend Steven and I, like we are really, really big fans of horror. We have gone to a couple of conventions in the past. We've gone to PAX South and we've gotten the chance to interview game developers, cosplayers, and just kind of getting footage of all of the whole like, convention and we've tested out games. Just really fun experience. Find those videos um, on our channel as well. Me and Steven are actually going to Vegas uh, next week. So we have a lot of cool content that we have planned when we're out there over at Amaranthi Productions. Feel free to check us out over there. With COVID, unfortunately, we haven't been able to go to too many pre-screenings because there's just not a whole lot of movies coming out. Within the past year, they're slowly starting to make a comeback. So hopefully we can get to more pre-screening soon. The bulk of what we've done in the past year is a lot of reaction videos. It seems like the kind of thing is like multimedia a lot of broadcasting and hosting try to make this into an income right that's the point of twitch and youtube for streaming these games and stuff yeah right now i'm doing it part-time if i could turn this into a full-time job that would be incredible so maybe one day that'd be awesome content creating and i have a degree in mass communications and public relations and then my minor was studies of pop culture so i've always just been really fascinated with planning events and marketing and social media and pop culture. I don't know, it's always been my passion. And even as a kid, I wanted to be an actress so bad. I wanted to be on Disney Channel as like almost every kid I feel like, because who doesn't want to draw like little Mickey Mouse ears on, on TV, right? Just, I've always been in love with the entertainment industry. Back then, Twitch was not a thing and making money playing video games wasn't really a thing either. So like. That wasn't on anyone's radar, but by the time I got to college, I was like, wow, this is an actual thing. Like you can play games and make money and like turn this into a career and you could be on YouTube and, and you could also make that a career too. And so uh, it's like a whole other section of the entertainment industry that um, is still relatively new and is something that I would love to one day turn into a full-time career. Where did you go to school? I went to school at Texas State in San Marcos, which is not far from Austin. This is put out as a podcast, as an audio cast. But for those of you who want to see the visuals, we have it on a YouTube posting from Project Nerd. You can go to the Project Nerd main site and find it. I guess it was around 2013. Friends of mine showed me anime. I started watching uh, Full Metal Alchemist uh, Brotherhood, fell in love. From there, I just really got into anime and it was just like all I was watching for a long time. And then my friends were like, well, we liked going to a lot of conventions. You should come to a convention with us sometime. 
And I went to San Japan in San Antonio for the first time ever uh, back in, I think like 2015. I just saw all these people cosplaying and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. I have been a huge fan of Halloween. I love like October, like if I could have it my way, every day would be Halloween and we'd all just dress up. So when I saw people cosplaying, I was like, wait, you mean you could dress up more than just once a year? Like I need to get in on this. I went to San Japan and then the following year, I went to San Japan again, and then that's when I started cosplaying. My first official cosplay I did was the Junebug Diva skin from Overwatch. And then my first cosplay photo shoot, as you can see right now, is Yuno Gasai. Uh, she's from the anime Mirai Nikki, or also known as Future Diary, which is my number one all-time favorite anime, like, to this day. I've seen it so many times. I try to show it to so many people. Like, that's kind of how I got into cosplaying. And then from there, I was like, I want to get a little bit more creative with my cosplays. So I like doing, like, crossovers. So as you can see here, I am Ash Wednesday, which it's so fun being a walking pun at conventions because it like seeing people's like reactions to my cosplay, you can see that they're trying to figure out who I am. And then when they do figure it out, like their face just lights up and it, it's the greatest thing ever. We'll admit though, I did not grow up on Pokemon. Unfortunately, I had a very sad childhood. I was not allowed to get into Pokemon. So I always have like a friend who is an expert with Pokemon like standing close by. So when someone tries to make a Pokemon reference, I'm like, Wait, what, are you what do you mean about? you weren't allowed to be in there? I'm not, I'm not hating on my parents for the way they raised me or anything like that. But I did grow up in a very conservative Catholic home. So when Pokemon cards were like a thing, like they had just kind of like come out and like it was all the rage and stuff. I wanted to be a cool kid too. Like all my friends at school had Pokemon cards and I wanted one too. So my friend gave me a Pokemon Pikachu card and I was so excited. So I like, I came home from school that day and I showed my mom my Pokemon Pikachu card and she yanked it out of my hand and said, you're not getting into that garbage. And that is the end of me learning about and getting into Pokemon. Um, she had heard about how Pokemon was the devil or something. And I actually recently talked to her about this too. She was like, yeah, I don't know why I ever thought that because I let you watch Harry Potter, which is like witchcraft. She was like, I was a total hypocrite back then. So it's kind of funny that like she remembers that conversation and she's like, I I'm sorry I took that away from you because I don't know what I was thinking back then. Me being a fan of baby metal and D.Va being my girl. She is my go-to character when I play Overwatch, which it's been a while since I played Overwatch, but I used to be obsessed with the game. So I decided let's do Baby Metal Diva. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm the only person still who has done a Baby Metal Diva cosplay. And it's so fun. Um, I have a, a fan that folds out and it says Gimme Chocolate, which is one of Baby Metal's most popular songs. And when I cosplays at conventions, people legitimately give me chocolate and it's amazing. It's like Halloween to me, except that I'm not trick or treating. People come up to me and they give me candy. But I would also say, you know, be careful with that. You know, the whole don't take candy from strangers kind of thing. A lot of people feel like, well, I'm not uh, pretty enough to do this cosplay or I'm not skinny enough or I don't look like this cos uh, this character. There's a lot of issues like that. And I feel like anyone should be able to cosplay what they want and how they want and I want to try and spread positivity so I feel like try to find that self-confidence in yourself to be like yeah I can do this character I am pretty enough to do this character and you don't have to look exactly like the character like 
not everyone looks like Barbie, but you know, you can still look beautiful and still be yourself. Damon has a comment in the feed. I feel that that's the great thing about cosplay is that you can be anybody. Tell me about some of the horror movies that you actually are into currently. Halloween is my all-time favorite. John Carpenter's Halloween. Although, I don't hate Rob Zombie's versions either. But I like the first three Halloween movies from John Carpenter and Michael Myers. Well, I'd like to add, there's a record label that my friend runs called Sacred Bones Records that put out John Carpenter's music. So if really? you, like the cool thing about John Carpenter, not only did he do amazing, very small budget independent films, is that he composed most of the music. So if you like John Carpenter, go check out Sacred Bones Records. And there's a whole series of David Lynch's music, John Carpenter's and a bunch of other ones like that. Michael Myers, he's my favorite fictional serial killer. I feel like that's always so weird to say, though. There's, like, that weird thing where people, like, idolize serial killers, but, like, that's just weird to me. I really like Repo Genetic Opera. I think that that movie is freaking fantastic. If you've never heard of it, it's from the creators of Saw, which the Saw movies are also pretty good, too. The Shining, yes. The Shining is absolutely amazing. That's also one of my favorite movies and books. I'm not the most avid reader, but I love Stephen King. What is Minnow's most fascinated true life serial killer from her own morbid morbid curiosity? That's from a question from the audience from Joel. A if you were going to be murdered by a serial killer, which one would you pick? <laughs> Do you want to be eaten like a Dahmer thing, but you'd have to be a boy? John Wayne Gacy, do you want to be, again, like murdered for sex and then buried under the house? Like there's a lot of options here. I have a John Wayne yeah. Gacy story. Do you want to hear that real quick? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So I do a fanzine called Psychomotozine for 30 years. One of the things with a fanzine is that once people within the prison system, I always wrote, like, if you're in, in jail and you want a copy of the zine, write me and I'll send you a copy. So you send a zine to a prisoner, it floats around the prison system for years and years and years. It just makes the rounds. It's like crazy. So at one point, I started getting letters from John Wayne Gacy who is a serial killer in, I guess, Michigan, I think. He killed like 32 people. Anyway, he would write me letters saying like, hey, can you talk about my fan club? Because he sold clown paintings through the mail to generate money for his like prison stuff. At one point, my roommates pulled me aside and they're like, hey, do you mind um, taking our address off of the zine? Because you literally have serial killers writing you at our house. And then I put those letters up on the refrigerator because I used to think it was funny to freak people out. And then someone stole them. And then after that, I found out, oh, yeah, all those letters are worth a lot of money now after he was executed. Tell me your favorite serial killer. Who, who do you want to be devoured or murdered by? That's a question I've never really thought about, to be totally honest. At Infinite Spaghetti, we give you the unheard of questions. <laughs> I've always been kind of fascinated by like Richard Ramirez and then like connections, like his connection to like the Cecil hotel, like anything involving the Cecil hotel just kind of fascinates me. I don't know if I want to be killed by him. Like that's so weird to say. I find that his story is kind of fascinating because he just had such a terrible childhood. Like most serial killers did that could have just been avoided had he had a better home life. I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of that goes for a lot of serial killers though. I've always been kind of fascinated by the night stalker, AKA Richard Ramirez. Hey, I got a lot of documentaries on Amazon Prime. None of them are about any of the subjects you like. 
some of those art stuff. A lot of crazy artists doing street art. That's where I'm at. I like a lot of topics. I'm a pretty positive, happy person. I'm pretty open-minded, always down to try new things for the most part. I wish my daughter <laughs> would have that attitude. All she does is look at YouTube. Hey, she has a YouTube channel, you know. I, I recently went to a freak show. That was like my first official outing. They're called Hell's a Poppin'. It's a freak show. I don't know. They have like illusionists and they have, his name is Shorty. He's like a half, half man. This is Ozzy Blood lifting Shorty with his eye sockets using meat hooks. Cool. I like going to stuff like this. I like seeing what the human body can do. Uh, it's crazy to me. I don't get grossed out or like weirded out by this stuff. I know it's not for everybody. In New York, we have Coney Island freak show stuff there. I have a history of working in bars for like 20 years or something. So we would have the Enigma come in. You know, he's a guy that has like all these tattoo kind of puzzle pieces and like these um, implants for like horns yeah. or the uh, the cat, which was this, was his wife for a long time. Implants for like cat whiskers. And, oh, like, all I know who you're talking parts. about. One day we're at the bar where she's there in the bar and she's talking to my roommate and I'm like, oh, they seem to be getting along really well. Flash forward to the next morning, like in the afternoon, I'm coming up, like I'm watching TV and his door opens and she comes out. Oh, hey. And I'm like, wow, that's crazy to see. Yeah, no, she was very nice, but it's just not something you expect to see in the, in the morning or no, like two in the afternoon, which is what it was. You should be almost like a journalist of the uh, underground. It's funny you say that. At one point, I did want to be a journalist. I initially went to school for journalism and then realized that you don't make a whole lot of money being a journalist. So, But anyways, to go off of what you're saying, it would be really cool to interview people like this, be a journalist of sorts. It, it has crossed my mind, so I just need to actually do it. <laughs> but I'm kind of a lazy goth. And when I say that, it's like I really like the goth aesthetic and like culture. I don't have the time to be doing that makeup like every single day. I don't. I guess I'm more of a metalhead than I am a, a goth. But I have my times where I might dress like a goth and so to other people they might think that I am one. Well, I don't really listen to the music so much. I, so that's why I'm more like a lazy goth. Like I just kind of wear the clothes. I like the culture. I like I'm attracted to like dark, eerie things. I see beauty in all of that. I remember seeing people like wearing like the trip pants and like trench coats and stuff. And I remember my mom telling me like, I swear if you ever dress like that, I'm kicking you out of the house. And well, she never kicked me out of the house, but I did start wearing all black. And by the time I started wearing all black and getting into metal, because believe it or not, I was actually a country girl, like hardcore country girl before really? I discovered metal. Yes. Tell me a country band, because I don't know nothing about that stuff. Like, what were your favorites? Okay. Growing up, I listened to a ton of Toby Keith and Brooks and Dunn, Brad Paisley. My first concert I ever went to that was a big artist was Brad Paisley. Were you living in Austin then? No, I was living in Midland, Texas, which is where I grew up. It's a really tiny town out in the middle of West Texas. So I think that might make the difference. It's a definitely like a conservative country town for sure. Being a Twitch streamer, it's especially since COVID, but I've been streaming before COVID there's it's just oversaturated there are so many people trying to stream on twitch and just stream in general like even on like youtube and back when mixer was the thing and, and right, here, uh, right now uh, yeah right, right here now. yeah facebook right now streaming too it's kind of hard to stand out you got to find like what makes you unique it's kind of difficult so i feel like with me i can create this character um and be like queen minotauris and i have like what i call my labyrinth of sorts and i don't know why i say of sorts what came out of my mouth one day 
I rolled with it. So I have like my labyrinth of sorts, which is like my kingdom, my Twitch followers and subscribers and stuff. I call them my mythicals. They get to be their own mythological creature. And like, I want to create like a really positive environment when people come into my labyrinth and I want all mythicals to feel beautiful and welcomed and like they can be themselves and something I like to ask people as kind of like an icebreaker question when they do follow me on Twitch I I always say like hi I'm Queen Minotaris welcome to my labyrinth of sorts what is your favorite mythological creature mine is the Minotaur kind of gets people going and thinking always starts like a conversation I feel like in chat it's really cool to see like different people's answers Uh, it could be a fairy or a mermaid or a griffin or a dragon and so I, I try to incorporate people's uh, favorite mythological creatures into my streams as well so. sounds like your therapist for the mythological the dragon ripped off the fairy's wings how do you feel about that fairy <laughs> hey you and know what deep-seated <laughs> anger in the dragon where is that coming from dragon <laughs> i should do feel stuff free like that. to use that Okay. Infinite spaghetti to you. Uh, For a second, I was like, wait, is he- Who else am I talking to? I don't know. I'm not talking to this one because she's worthless (laughs) over here on the- Blue, say hi. I'll take myself off because I'm rude. I'm rude. I'm punishing myself. Okay, to answer the question, content that I'm currently consuming. Um, right now, I just finished watching season three of The Center. It is a psychological thriller anthology series on Netflix. I highly, highly recommend it. This third season was mind-blowing. It gets really deep into what a psychological thriller should do. It talks a lot about philosophy and kind of gets into, I always butcher his name, the Ubermensch. I think that's how you say that, but it gets really deep into like the mind and really gets you questioning. Thank you. I, I telling you, I always the, Ubermitch, the Superman. But that was a really, really good season. But overall, the whole show is really good. Currently, I'm watching Shadow and Bones. It's a fantasy show. I'm not totally sure if I'm sold on it. It's not horrible, but it's not the best thing I've ever watched. But that that's kind of currently what I'm watching. Like in terms of music, I've been obsessed with Corpse Husband. Come at me all you want. I don't care. I freaking love his music and I really like just his deep voice. And then he has some lyrics that are actually kind of relatable. And then for games, I just downloaded Devour and From the Darkness, and I'm really excited to play those. They are indie horror games, so I will be streaming those very soon. You can check me out on Twitch. Yeah, I guess that's kind of like the content I've been consuming lately. You can check me out on Instagram and Twitter at Minotari7, and then you can check me out on Twitch and YouTube at Minotaris. Okay, so Minotaris is spelled M-I-N-O-T-A-U. R-I-E-S. If you're trying to find me on social media for Instagram and Twitter, it's just the number seven. Trying to remind myself, please disregard my my cat behind me. Um, we will not. I love watching the cat. <laughs> that you create your own happiness. And other people can contribute to your happiness, but ultimately it's up to you to create it. And I feel like the best way to start creating your own happiness is to just simply smile. I feel like smiling immediately just brightens your mood, getting your mind into thinking positive thoughts and ultimately creating your own happiness. I think that's the best way to just be. Anybody who knows me right now is <laughs> laughing because they're going like, yeah, this guy like pretty much never smiles out in public. So it's good <laughs> advice, not that I would follow. And I don't know if you noticed, but your cat fell into another dimension back there and went through your time machine portal. <laughs> ah, it's back. It's back. This oh. is Genji. And let's not scratch the chair. But yeah, this is Genji. Goodbye. Everybody check her out. 
Thank you for watching Infinite Spaghetti. If you like the show, please share, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Shows like this only exist with the constant support of its viewing audience. For great cosplay content and amazing podcasts, head over to projectnerd.com. That's project-nerd.com.